If I'm Antonio Brown, I'm pissed about that Odell Beckham Jr. contract. 95 mil is what Beckham got, including 65 mil guaranteed. Uh, OBJ is only 25, so that's an upside. But he's 0-1 in the playoffs and has never come close to winning a friggin' thing. So if I may be, I'm real pissed. And not just about the money, but about the perception that OBJ contract creates that OBJ is the best receiver. If I'm Lev Bell, I'm pissed that Ben Roethlisberger says James Conner deserves playing time. The minute Bell shows up, he should be the workhorse, period. I'm tired of all the unjustified elevation of James Conner. I'm also pretty sure why Ben said what he said. The reason makes a lot of sense, and I'll get into that a little bit later today. So we're going to talk about who's pissed today. My name is Mark Madden, and I, too, am pissed, just like I always am. 412-333-9939 is the number to call, or you can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. I can't wait till somebody asks Antonio Brown about Odell Beckham Jr.'s contract. And I can't wait till somebody asks Bell about what Ben said. Are we sure that Bell's going to show up to play in the first game? I've heard a lot of people say that. I haven't heard Lev Bell say that. It would be great if he no-showed week one. Oh, bad for the Steelers, make no mistake, but for old Double M, it would be what's best for business. We got Stephon Tewer to the Steelers today. We're not sure when, though. Hey, he's a big star. He can come on whenever he wants. That's Stephon Tour to the Steelers today, probably 3.30 or 4.15. Always great to talk to Stephon Tua, who had a monster game against Tennessee Saturday at Heinz Field. We also got Stan Severn, the godfather, in the 5 o'clock hour right here on X. Uh, the big controversy is that Starbucks has already brought back the pumpkin spice latte. Who the frig would want a pumpkin spice latte in 90-degree weather at the end of August? And yeah, I know. You can ice it. Ice your ass. Channel 4 did a video of Sally Wiggin fly fishing with Brett Kiesel. I love Sally. I love the diesel. But has it really come to that? Sally Wiggin fly fishing with Brett Kiesel? As a video item on the news, sweet sassy molassy. And then there's some video of A.B. breaking wind while he gets his body fat tested. That's really funny if you're seven. I continue to be intrigued by national media picking the Steelers to get to the Super Bowl. Sports Illustrated did it. Colin Coward on Fox Sports did it. I don't see it. Too many things could blow up, and I'll be very blunt. I don't think the Steelers have the game coaching to get them over the hump in a close playoff game against a good team. Look at Tomlin last year in the playoff game against Jacksonville with the bad decision on the onside kick. I also see so much about the Steelers that could blow up. 
AB could be toxic after this Beckham thing. Bell could be toxic because he's got one foot out the door. That defense could be really bad. I just don't see the solution on defense. Maybe Stephon Tuitt will clue me in as to what they're going to do when he joins me later in the program. Uh, I am very curious to see what AB's reaction is to the Odell Beckham Jr. contract. AB is a real hard worker. He's not going to work even harder to prove himself. I'm not sure that's possible. Dude's work ethic is amazing. But his anger about this is going to manifest itself in some way. Antonio Braun is a heart-on-the-sleeve kind of guy. Here's a quote from Stephen A. Smith on the Odell Beckham Jr. contract. Quote, Happy OBJ got his money, all of it, but that means Antonio Brown deserves more because he's the wide receiver who should have the tag as the highest paid wide receiver in the game. He should, and he doesn't, and that's what's going to piss A.B. off. It should be all about... Am I happy where I'm playing? Am I happy how I'm being used? Am I happy with the money I am making? You shouldn't compare it to what other guys are making. You shouldn't let how much money a receiver makes determine who the best one is, but um, it does. In perception. It shouldn't, but it does. Somebody put a poll on Twitter. Who would you rather have right now, Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr.? Right this second, you'd have to say Antonio Brown because he's the better receiver, but moving forward, long run, OBJ is 25 and AB is 30. So there's almost no way to not say OBJ because of the age difference, but I might. Anyway, I'd rather have Antonio Brown. See, this is how AB could cut himself from the pack of wide receivers by winning a Super Bowl. There'd be no way to say OBJ was better or Julio Jones was better if AB had a ring. OBJ is also one of those guys that would be in witness protection if he played for, like, Cleveland or Tampa. It's not even about winning games so much as it is market size And OBJ playing in New York just inflates him beyond reality. You know where Antonio Brown gets the short end of the stick? People will say, well, AB's real good, but Ben made him. And what's funny about that is the same people will say, well, Ben's real good, but AB made him. They use uh, both sides of the coin to criticize each player, depending on who the topic of discussion may be. 412-333-9939, the number to call. One good thing going for the Steelers right now is they are getting healthy. And and I'll get to that uh, after the commercial break. Uh, I probably spend too much time talking about ESPN, but they just don't get it. There's the perception that ESPN is woke, and left, and progressive, and it's not a perception that is best for business. It's bad for business. And that perception is running rampant right now because of what Michelle Beadle did and said 
and Jamel Hill left. So in the middle of all that, Max Kellerman goes on a rant how Tiger Woods let everybody down by not blasting Trump when he had the chance. You don't have to discuss that. ESPN just needs to let stuff like that go. And by the way, Tiger played it right. Tiger played it like ESPN shoulda. Tiger said you've got to respect the office. He vanilla his way out of it. ESPN needs to learn how to do vanilla. And ESPN needs to make Sports Center the franchise again, followed by game telecasts. And they need to tell the debate shows to stick to sports. And if those hosts won't, then they need to find hosts who will. You don't hear CNN and Fox News talking about sports, but you hear people on ESPN talking like they're on CNN or Fox News. 412-333-9939. Like I said, to it from the Steelers later in the program. We also got Stan Saverin. I'm also going to tell you why I think Ben said what he said about James Conner deserving more playing time even when Bell gets back. And Ben didn't say it because he really thinks James Conner deserves more playing time. Uh, This just breaking, the news is that the start of the school year has been delayed at my alma mater, Shaler Area High School, because of concerns about the air quality. Ordinarily, I'd say that's the stench of the football team, but Shaler is 1-0 after having beaten Newcastle. So it's probably the sweet smell of success. Or maybe it's just pot smoke. 105.9 The X. Stefan Tewitt joining me either later this hour or next hour, so keep it right here on 105.9 The X. One thing that's good for the Steelers is they appear to be getting healthy. Well, we hope. We think. Healthier, anyway. Ramon Foster's back. T.J. Watt is back. I am concerned about Antonio Brown and his timetable because one doesn't really appear to exist. We're told Brown will be back for week one, but really no evidence right now points to that. And week one at Cleveland is 11 days away. I bet James Washington is out for a bit. That ab injury thing can be real tricky. Vance McDonald is still hurt, and boy, Jesse James is very lucky when it comes to circumstance always creating playing time for him. Wow. The offense will be fine. The only thing that can hurt the offense is injuries and intangibles. But the only thing that can save the defense is intangibles. It won't be talent. So much has to flow from that front three. And maybe that's unfair to ask in a 3-4. A 3-4 defense is based on linebacking, and the Steelers aren't great there. As I said last week, it's ironic that a team that's been based on linebacking, using a defense based on linebacking, just doesn't have the linebackers. After having had so many great ones over the years, that served the Steelers so well. I just have this feeling that even though the best thing is to not play two inside backers, that the Steelers are just going to do it. Play two inside backers and not play three safeties. Two inside backers is their base defense, and even though it keeps better athletes off the field, 
They are just going to go with Bostick and Bince, period. And the other teams are going to go right after Bostick and Bince on the pass and rip them to shreds. Those two are fine against the run, and Bince got eight sacks last year. But it's a passing league, and you've got to be able to cover. Uh, Josh Owey of The Athletic interviewed Jim Rutherford, the Penguins general manager, and Rutherford said he's expecting a big season from Chris Letang. I do too. When a great player has a subpar season, you don't react to that, as so many Penguins fans wanted. You don't trade that player, as a few Penguins fans wanted. You trust a great player to once again be a great player, and Chris Letang will be. I don't know how you could even think of trading Chris Letang I never did. I resisted the notion when some people put it forth. I just don't know how you trade Latang at a time when there's so few defensemen of his style and caliber. The NHL Network every year puts out a top 20 wings, top 20 centers, top 20 defensemen, top 10 goalies. Oh, and by the way, Matt Murray's not in the top 10 goalies. I kind of get it because he wasn't superb this past season, kind of injury-riddled. But Muzz has two cups, and when he's on, he's top 10, maybe top 5, but uh, certainly Matt Murray has plenty of time to reestablish himself with the geniuses that compile top 10 and top 20 lists for the NHL Network. Uh, Latang is ranked number 13 among defensemen. Now think about that. That might not sound that good. But he didn't have a great year by the standard he had previously set. And he's still number 13. There are 30 teams in the National Hockey League. 31, actually. Vegas, the expansion team. And Latang's 13 among defensemen. Which means he is a very legitimate, very highly regarded number one defenseman. Should he be higher than 13? Yeah. Has he been higher than 13? Yeah. Will he again be higher than 13? That's certainly the way I'm going to bet. But even if he plays at a level where he stays ranked in the top 15 defensemen in the NHL, you need a guy like that. The Penguins need a guy like that, and the Penguins don't have another guy on defense approaching that. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, getting back to the Steelers, they play their final exhibition game against Carolina on Thursday. Mike Tomlin said today that Josh Dobbs is going to start a quarterback and Mason Rudolph is also going to play. But really, who cares? It's a totally meaningless exercise. Tomlin said the punter competition is still in play between Jordan Berry and and Matt Weil, that'll certainly get me to turn on the TV and watch in rapt attention to see who wins the punting job. Uh, Anybody who can still make the team at this point in the preseason won't help the team much if he makes it. Training camp at these exhibitions are just such a pointless exercise, but the only reason they don't cut back to two exhibitions is because it's giving back free money. The fans pay regular season prices for preseason tickets, 
and the players don't get paid. It's free money. Now, Mike Tomlin cited the former Steeler Ross Vitrone as a guy who made the roster uh, one year on the basis of good play in the Steelers' final exhibition game. And that's great. I really do like Ross Vetrone, but uh, he played 15 games total in the NFL. Didn't start any. So him having been in the league at all wasn't cataclysmic for anyone not named Ross Ventrone. In other words, I won't be paying attention real closely Thursday night when the Steelers play Carolina. It, it is funny because... When I watch a regular season game, I watch it twice. I take copious notes, just so many notes, it's incredible. Because I need them for the show to come up with different stuff than other people have. But the exhibitions, I don't always watch. When I do, I channel surf. It just doesn't really matter. 412-333-9939. It's the Mark Madden Show. Stephon Tewitt later in the show. Stan Savern in the 5 o'clock hour. You're listening to 105.9 The X. Abby on The X. Such sexy rock and roll. The most music in the morning. 105.9 The X. How would you feel if you were Antonio Brown after that Odell Beckham Jr. contract got announced? Gotta be pissed. And ordinarily, I would take shots at AB because, well, I enjoy it. He's an egomaniac, and it's fun to puncture that balloon. But in this case, I wouldn't blame him if he's angry. I hope it doesn't manifest itself in any ill-advised ways. But A.B.'s clearly the better receiver to Odell Beckham Jr. And this huge contract Beckham got makes it seem like he's the best receiver. That's the parallel we too often draw, that the highest-paid guy must be the best guy. I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is a patch on Antonio Brown's ass, but uh, he is making more money, and he does play in New York. There was a bit of a scandal. I saw Deadspin.com published that when Odell Beckham Jr. was up for trade, not that the Giants were entertaining bidders around the clock, but they thought about trading him when they were having trouble signing him. And apparently one team hired a private detective to look into potential drug use by Odell Beckham Jr. Hey, I don't blame him. You're investing, the Giants did $95 million in Odell Beckham Jr.? I want to know if Odell Beckham Jr. is on the Merv or or, or whatever. Got to cover all your bases. You can't... Invest that kind of money on blind faith. Especially when Odell Beckham Jr. Remember that video with the girl in the room and there was some kind of powder? Especially given that, I'd want to know everything I could about a guy I'm going to pay that much money to. So if you're Antonio Brown, how upset are you about the Odell Beckham Jr. deal? Because I would be pissed. That is, I, I, I always get mad when these guys indulge ego. But in this case, I would understand it because, like Stephen A. Smith said, if any receiver should be known as the highest-paid wide receiver in the game, it should be Antonio Brown. It absolutely should be Antonio Brown.
Your thoughts at 412-333-9939. Uh, a, a bit of news about the Pirates. Josh Harrison got put on revocable waivers, and he cleared waivers, which means he could be traded. But who in the frig would want Josh Harrison with the crappier he's having? OBP down below 300, ranks eighth among Pirate regulars. Why would anybody want that bum? I'll talk more about that uh, a bit later. I spoke before about how it's way too early for pumpkin spice lattes, but that won't stop Starbucks. Well, it's the same thing with Giant Eagle and Halloween candy. I was in Giant Eagle. They already have huge displays of Halloween candy. Please, I'm begging you, just let summer die a natural death. Uh, Better Call Saul was amazing last night. The Salamancas, the two cousins, they just killed everybody. They walked into one door of a building, a long building. It appeared to be a motel, and just kept walking toward the other end of the building and shooting until everybody was dead. Uh, Mike Ehrmantraut was at a grief support meeting because uh, he lost his son, and he's there with his uh, daughter-in-law, and Mike called one guy out for telling lies and everybody out for being pathetic. That show has so many layers. Better Call Saul is just so good. Uh, Louis C.K., the comedian, he's doing stand-up again. If he pleasures himself at inopportune times again, well, at least he'll have a bigger audience. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. What Louis C.K. did was vulgar. But it shouldn't end his career. Uh, For those who don't know, Louis C.K. exposed himself to female comedians. He masturbated while they watched, and they didn't ask for that show. Not good. But I don't think that should ruin somebody's life or his career. Uh, In that vein, Aziz Ansari uh, is doing stand-up as well right now. He got an even worse deal. He went on a bad date. There was clumsy sex. It was not said at all to be anything but consensual. And he had to go into hiding. This culture, wow. I used to think I would do this job, stay on the radio until I died. I'm not going to lie. Now I have escape fantasies. I hate what our country has come. We're a nation of stooges and tattletales. We're a nation of always wanting to get somebody, to end somebody, to ruin somebody. And I just can't stand it. It's just way over the top. If somebody does something wrong, it can't be a permanent life sentence. It can't end what they do. Let the law punish. People should just be people and mind their own business. 412-333-9939. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Stefan Tewitt is going to join me at 415. We've confirmed that. I'm going to talk to Tewitt about the role Cam Hayward plays in that defense, not just being such a great defensive end, which Hayward is and Tewitt is also. 
But I kind of feel like with Shazier gone, Hayward's the catalyst. It, it all flows from Hayward. That he gets the double team and other guys don't, and it, it just makes everybody on defense better when Hayward is out there. And I really am so curious to see what happens uh, with the inside linebacker situation because I would play three safeties and only one inside backer, but I just do not believe they're going to do that. If you made me tell you what the base defense is right now, and I realize the base defense only plays 30% of the time, it's going to be Hayward, Hargrave, and Tuitt up front, Watt and Dupree at outside backer, Bostic and uh, Bince at inside backer, and then in the defensive backfield, I guess Burns and Hayden at corner, and Burnett and Sean Davis at the two safeties. And uh, I just think in that alignment, the other team's going to throw short underneath, exploit Bince and Bostic in coverage, and just rip the Steelers apart via the short passing game. In fact, I could see Cleveland doing that week one. I think with Cleveland's offense and their receiving depth, I think that's something they could very easily exploit if the Steelers do play their base defense with two inside backers instead of three safeties. Now, I know the Steelers only play the base defense, like, what, 30% of the time? That other team could do... A lot of damage against Bince and Bostic in the passing game in that 30% of the time. Hey, if you've got a better idea, I'd love to hear it. I do have a better idea. Three safeties. But as I wrote in my blog today on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com, I just don't think that's something they're going to pursue. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Again, can't wait till A.B. comments on OBJ getting a lot more money than him. Not a little more money, but a lot more money. I do love A.B. I do. He provides so much material for the program. Remember when he was crying about never having a private moment and how he couldn't escape the spotlight? I mean, literally, to the media, almost crying. Well, right now, as he rehabs his quad injury. A.B. could be working out in the privacy of Steelers headquarters on the south side. Instead, he's working out in a public gym in Wexford under the supervision of James Harrison, another noted attention whore. I mean, come on. Don't cry about lack of a private life and then go someplace where there's going to be a billion pictures of you working out on Twitter Never mind the next day. I'm talking 30 seconds later. And there are of A.B. working out in Wexford. But let's be honest, even if A.B. won't be, that's exactly what Antonio Brown wants. All that crap, all over social media, look at how hard I work. Debo's there too. Ain't I great. Okay, we got... Stephon Tuitt at 4.15. We got Stan Savard in the 5 o'clock hour. This is the Mark Madden Show, 105.9 The X. On Tuitt at 4.15. Uh, let me answer some tweets. I got a couple tweets 
with some pertinent questions. If you want to uh, ask me a question via Twitter, tweet me at MarkMadNex. Otherwise, you can just call it 412-333-WXDX. Here's one that's, uh, well, it seems like the answer should be simple, but it's not. Dot tweets. Knowing he's gone after this year, do you use the crap out of Bell or use him less? Well, Dud, I use the crap out of him. Last year, uh, Bell had 409 touches for the Steelers. I'd be like, giddy up, giddy up, 409. I'd, I'd, I'd top that by a pretty sizable margin. Of course, Bell's presence and his health permitting. But at the top of the hour, I'm going to talk about um, a few ways that the Lev Bell situation in Pittsburgh could be toxic during his final year. Uh, I've been using that phrase regarding Bell's final campaign as a Steeler, that, that word toxic for quite some time. So let me be specific about a few ways where things could turn toxic with Bell here. Uh, I don't think Lev Bell's going to want 409 touches. I think he's going to want far less. When he says that, whether he says it, whether or not an or what goes with that, what he'll do if he gets too many touches, I don't know. But Lev Bell's gotten some real bad advice so far. And the advice I could see him getting would be save your body for free agency. Don't take as many touches. And then, of course, if he tries to dictate that, then it gets real bad real fast because it's not up to him to dictate how many times he touches the ball. It's up to Le'Veon Bell to make the most of those touches when the coach decides he gets them. Uh, but, But that said, I could see Bell doing that. Tell me you couldn't see Bell doing that. Saying, well, ain't gonna be here next year. Wanna get paid in free agency. Don't wanna scare anybody off by having 400 touches for another year. I want the ball less. I could definitely see Bell saying that. Uh, I'm sure you can too. Here's one from Andrew. Do you believe the same about quarterbacks as receivers that the best should be paid the most? Or do you think it's different for the quarterback? I'm not sure I said ever that the best player in each position should be paid the most. There's no way to make that uniform because of the salary cap and because of each team's needs and policies. Honestly, I can't believe the Steelers have found a way to pay Ben, Bell, and Brown each as much as they do and still have a pretty good roster otherwise. That is an amazing feat of cap manipulation by the Steelers' front office Uh, General Manager Kevin Colbert, their capologist uh, Omar Khan, uh, they're doing a tremendous job in that regard. But uh, whether or not I think that the best guy at each position should be paid the most, that's the perception, that the guy making the most is the best. You've seen it just in the 24 hours since Odell Beckham Jr. got signed. Does this make OBJ the best receiver? I don't think it does. I still rank him no higher than third behind uh, Antonio Braun and uh, Julio Jones. I can't say that he's better than either of those. He hasn't accomplished as much as either 
of those, but he makes the most. Making the most doesn't mean anything besides that you just make the most. But people have assigned a value to that 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 goes beyond money. It means you're the best guy, I guess. Not to me, but it does in a lot of quarters. Here's a tweet from Mike. How much of Haley being on the other side, how much will that affect the game in week one? He knows the Steelers players and how to exploit them. Week one won't be a cakewalk. Well, Mike, I agree that week one at Cleveland will not be a cakewalk. I think that's a trap game. I think the Browns are going to score their share of points on the Steelers. But I don't know that Haley knows the tendencies that well of the Steelers' defense. He's working with his own guys, and while there is obviously offense versus defense in practice, you can also put forth the notion that Haley might not be that acclimated to the players he has in Cleveland where he can maximize what they do in the first week. Don't forget, he's a new offensive coordinator on a team that added a lot of different components and some of the old components, like, for example, Josh Gordon coming back late. Uh, You've got the quarterback situation. I guess Taylor's going to start, but he's no great shakes. The minute Tyrod Taylor throws an interception, the fans will be clamoring for Baker Mayfield. I'll tell you what, though. One guy scares the bejesus out of me for the Browns. Jarvis Landry. Guy's one of the best slot receivers ever. We were talking about linebackers in coverage. What if a linebacker draws Jarvis Landry? I don't think it'll happen often. I would guess the slot corner mostly, but then again, what if they're not nickel? What if they're not in dime? What if they're in the base? I think that game against Cleveland week one is indeed very scary. (laughs) Here's a good tweet from Darren. Thank God OBJ isn't a running back. Le'Veon Bell would never come back if he got that money. Uh, I'm telling you, this Lev situation, it's not going to be one of those things where he shows up and he's a professional and does the best he can and does what's best for the team. I just don't see that happening. Uh, Here's a tweet from Gary in that regard. I think Bell will be a headache this year and start slow. Never mind what Ben said. I wouldn't be shocked if Bell asked that Connor carries the ball more so he could preserve himself. Let's go to Mark on the turnpike. Mark, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, man? What's going on? Do you think that with uh, Bell on his way out the door and with... uh, Brown not going and getting the money that he wants. Do you think this might be a... Hold it, uh, hold it, hold it. Brown got the money that he wants. Uh, It's just that Odell Beckham Jr. got more, and a lot more guaranteed. Do you think it might open up the options for him to want to go to another team at one point? Antonio Brown? Yeah. No, I think Antonio Brown will be a stealer as long as Ben's the quarterback. I think once Ben retires, Antonio Brown will want out because... Without Ben, his numbers will definitely go down. Antonio Brown doesn't want to stay in Pittsburgh and catch uh, relatively minimal balls from the transition quarterback, whether it's Landry Jones or whoever that happens to be. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 
Yeah, it won't end good for the Steelers and Antonio Brown. Unless, of course, Ben does play, you know, four more years. Because at that point, Brown's 34 and he'll be past his prime and he might want to wrap it up then too. But if Ben quits after another year or so, Brown won't be like Hines Ward. And don't forget, Hines almost left as well. No quarter. Brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Tweet from Adam. Bell will end up with a mysterious season-long hamstring injury. Uh, I'm not sure that would hurt his, would help his marketability in free agency, and I'll talk about that at the top of the hour. Yeah, maybe. Look at what happened with Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio. The team doctor said he was okay to play, and he just refused to play. And his doctors, paid by him, backed him up on it. Like Kendra Bella, the Steelers said, when you say team doctor, you got to remember team comes before doctor. But still, for Kawhi Leonard to be out for so much longer after when he was cleared in San Antonio, do I think that situation will develop with Le'Veon Bell here in Pittsburgh? Do I think it will? No, probably not. Am I dismissing that possibility? By no means. Let's go to Mike in Bethel Park. Mike, you're on with Double M. Mark, what up, man? What up, man? Hey, quick question for you. You With your last caller saying, hey, he thinks uh, when, you know, possibility of opening up Antonio Brown leaving because, and I agree with you, if Ben Roethlisberger is no longer the quarterback, Antonio Brown isn't going to take passes from a Landry Jones. Or let's let's say Ben, God forbid, God forbid, let's say Ben blew out his knee this year and it's his last year. Antonio Brown would try to put in motion some escape plan uh, the minute it was confirmed Ben was done. Absolutely. Now, here's the only other thing I wanted to say. Once Ben is out of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is going to see what kind of coach Mike Tomlin actually is. No, Mike Tomlin's a pretty good coach, except in big games. Uh, that's what I always say to people. And thank you for the call. The supporters of Mike Tomlin always pointed his regular season record. The detractors pointed his playoff record where the Steelers have undeniably underachieved. You have to look at both. The regular season record doesn't lie, but neither does the playoff record, and neither do losses like the ones suffered at home against Jacksonville this past season. Up next, we'll keep getting into the Lev Bell situation, and I will tell you why I think Ben Roethlisberger said that James Conner deserves playing time. That's 30 seconds away on 105.9.